Welcome to the B2B Marketing and Copywriting Podcast. I'm your host, Linda Malone, certified conversion copywriter, copy strategist, and founder of Copyworks. Join me each week as I speak with experts in the fields of marketing, copywriting, decision-making, psychology, and more, all with one goal, to help you attract your ideal customers and inspire them to take action. All right, so this week's podcast is a little different because I am doing it by myself. And the main reason is, there's a couple reasons, but one is that I've been getting a lot of requests for copywriting specific topics. And also I'm doing a workshop in a few weeks at a digital summit in Phoenix, and it's all about email marketing. So I figured, let me get a head start and do this podcast all on email. Because here is the thing, email is not dead, far from it, in fact. The thing is, people love to declare things dead because they want to be controversial and it's all, you know, you get people talking and on social networks, it's it's interesting to see how many people interact on arguing with you or who agrees with you. But the fact is the return on investment on email marketing is $42 for every dollar that you spend. So yeah, it's still alive and kicking and the only time that it's not is when you create emails or you send out an email that is irrelevant to the person who's receiving it or it's boring or otherwise just not of interest. So today I want to talk about seven ways to write irresistible emails. Okay, so let's jump right in. So number one is to make it conversation. So in other words, you don't address your friends as like, dear Mr. Smith. I mean, you would jump right in either with just their name you could say hi. I mean, you have to know your audience with all the overarching principle for all these tips is that you have to know your audience. So that's, I'm just going to assume that you do because you have to do any of these things the right way. So you want to get right into who it is that you are talking to. Your reader isn't just a random person, but it's someone that you know that you can help because you've done your research and you know their pain, you know their challenges, and you are there to help them find the solution. Okay. So you want that feeling to come across in your words. Number two, create enticing previews. By this, I mean, if you're like me, you get a subject line in your emails and then there's a little snippet of a preview that you can see what the email is about or it's the first line of the email sometimes. That is the way a lot of people scan their emails. Now I know I do as well. I mean, I I, I do it all the time and if I see something that's not of interest to me, I won't open it. And sometimes that first line is all I need to know about whether or not it's something that's relevant to me. An email service provider such as ConvertKit allows you to purposefully insert an original preview tagline instead of defaulting to the first line in your email. So that's really helpful and definitely make use of that. Number three, go short, go long, or go and test both of them because there's a lot of debate about the length of emails. There's one study that shows that the best response rate has been from longer emails. And in fact, in this one particular study, 1,400 to 1,500 characters outperformed super short 200 to 400 character emails by like 8% versus an open rate of 8% versus 3.5% or it outperformed the emails by 8%, which doesn't sound like a lot, but if you have a large audience, that's quite a bit. And other studies showed that emails of 50 to 125 words perform best. So again, who's your audience? What's the topic? 
test both ways, see what your open rate is. So I would definitely try both of those and maybe even mix it up within a campaign. And number four is to be yourself. You know, there's a lot of talk about templates. I have used them in the past when I first started doing copywriting, and that was a big mistake because when you use a template, and I'm not talking about a formula like PAS, problem agitation solution. I'm talking about a template that you fill in the blanks. Those rarely work because for one, once somebody gets them really popular, and I've seen this happen before when someone sells templates and that's really how they get to be known, everyone's using the same one. And I can see it in my own inbox. Maybe you've seen it in yours where it's like, okay, I know it's coming. Like here's one, for example, it says, you know, the subject says, I'm sorry. And it's all like you open it thinking, what is this about? And it's always like, I'm sorry that I misled you or it's, it, it goes into this whole thing. There was a lot of that for a while and it seems to have stopped. So maybe that's no longer the trend, but be yourself. Don't mimic, don't use templates. If you do, make sure that you change them enough so that it still sounds like you. And number five is tell stories. People remember stories better than I remember facts and figures. So you definitely don't want to be spouting off a whole bunch of statistics. Yeah, you know, at the beginning of the, this podcast, I said how the ROI, you know, is forty-two percent. That was a super quick one, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna give myself a pass on that because that was relevant and it's super. I mean, it was an extreme statistic. Something like that is fine, you know, if you can back it up. But in general, you want to think about if you were to meet a friend for say you meet them up for coffee and they ask you what's going on and you start by telling them something that happened to you that day. I mean, they're going to probably, you know, really be riveted if it's an interesting story. And then when it comes to an email, you want to make sure that story that you're telling though is relevant to that person and to the point or the call to action that you're going to be making at the end of this email. So it's not just a random story, but it's something that was relevant to them which is always what you want. And number six, share a laugh. So this goes along with being conversational. Okay, humor can be a slippery slope. You know, most people like to laugh. Um, it's a great way to connect. It lightens the mood. It bonds people. It keeps people reading. But there's also a way to do it and a way not to do it. And it's like starting a speech. We've all been to those events where somebody gets up and starts with a joke and it bombs and then you've just totally lost your audience. So the same thing happens with an email. You have to be really careful. And again, you have to know your audience. But it, in lieu of an actual joke, you can make light of things. You can make analogies that are funny. That's something that I tend to do a lot because it, that accomplishes a couple of things. An analogy, when you're comparing something to something else that they can relate to maybe a little easier, it helps people to visualize what you're saying. And that is really helpful to getting your message across. So either share a laugh or just use analogies to help define like a more complex concept. And lastly, power up your subject line because, okay, here's a statistic because it is relevant, but nearly half of people open up your email based on the subject line alone. So 47% and about 70% dump emails into their junk file based solely on the subject line. So you have to be really careful. 
a good headline should trigger curiosity and a feeling like, you know, I just have to see what this is about. And along with that topic as well, you don't want to be clickbaity. You know, we all love the BuzzFeed headlines because they're so tough to resist, but you don't want to have them get into your email and have the subject line not relate at all or just vaguely connect with what you're trying to say because then they're going to feel like they've been tricked or bamboozled and they're never going to trust you again, okay? But you do have to spend time on the subject line. It's like a headline on your landing page. It's 80% of people don't get past that anyway. And so, especially with an email. And one of the things that I found was helpful, for example, one of the subject lines that really got like a 55% open rate for me as I had said, I overheard something about me and it wasn't pretty. And it was actually true. It was something that a reader had posted some nasty and false things about me. This was years ago. And it inspired that topic for the day where I really had to say that you just can't make everyone happy. So there you go. So that's the seven tips for today. Really quickly, let me just run through those again. This is to make your emails irresistible. So number one is to make it conversational. Number two is create really enticing previews. Number three, test the length of your emails. So try going short, try going long, and then test them both with your audience. Number four is be yourself. Don't mimic other people. Don't use templates. And definitely don't use chat GPT for everything. It's, it's just so obvious. Be yourself. Okay. Tell stories helps people to remember is number five. Number six is to share a laugh or keep it light and use analogies that may be funny. And then seven is to really work on your subject line before you do anything else. In fact, you may want to write the email first and then pull a subject line from that that re relates and that makes it really interesting and curiosity will lead them to open it. So that is it for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please subscribe and share this with your friends. Thanks so much for listening. That wraps up today's episode. I hope you found it as fun to listen to as it was for me to record. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review and be sure to subscribe. And for additional info, visit my website at thecopyworks.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.